she wore them Navajo pearls and a turquoise ring Her hair tied up high and holes in her jeans And I said to myself, well this is all I'll ever need Howdy everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 157 of Justified Pursuit, riding shotgun as always. The good counselor Chisholm Cook. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, a little hoarse, a little raspy. I apologize to the listeners for the sound of my voice. You got that uh, vid, huh? You won't get the dulcet tones that you're accustomed to from <laughs> me. Um, as I've mentioned, I think probably several times. There's only one way to avoid COVID, and that's not to test for it. So uh -huh. uh, it's definitely not that. No, I think it's just cedar. That's good because I'm going to be hanging out with you in yeah. like 24 <laughs> hours. No, I, I, I have not had anything other than a little congestion and a hoarse sounding voice. Um, I haven't had any lack of energy. I haven't had any body aches, and the cedar pollen is maxed out. So yeah. I'm quite certain that's what it is because it gets you heard every year. Do you take allergy medicine? Yeah. What what do you so, take? Okay. This is our this is our I guess our sixth winter. Uh huh. Fifth winter. In Bulverde? Yeah, sixth sixth winter in the Hill Country. Since you've turned your back on that Houston area. <clears throat> right. In the Astros. Yeah. Here you just catch a little cedar fever, there you get cancer. Yeah. So cedar fever is better. Anyway. <laughs> um there's only been one year that i avoided getting sick from this crap at all and that was the year before last um and i was like really on top of daily nasal rinsing they sell this little tincture this uh, cedar pollen tincture you can get it just at like any pharmacy in town our hmm. chiropractor carries it too i was taking that but and then I was taking the allergy medicine I was taking was that Zizol. Yeah. Which I think was like it was like it was new at that time. It's a fairly new product. And I staved it off all year. And then last year somehow I just like forgot to tend to any of it and was pretty much good to go until like the first of February. I went I was actually gonna do a half a marathon and I was running in really good shape and i was actually running some sprints like a gorgeous bluebird late january early february day and you know sucking wind running sprints down the street and uh two days later i was sick but my point is other than that one year every time i've gotten sick from this crap it's hit me like a sledgehammer where i was fine and then i was like i thought i had actually the flu mm -hmm. the first time it happened right body aches laid up terrible Ended up having to get shots and everything. This year, I'm using the stuff, but it hit me like a week ago that I was taking Zyrtec instead of Zizol, and I wondered maybe if that was part of why I was feeling it kind of slow creep on me. So I switched, and it does seem that it leveled off, and I'm actually feeling a little better today than I did the last few mornings. I was just asking because Henry and I take allergy shots. Um, was every week. I've never done any shots. Two years, and then 
now it's uh now we're down to like every three weeks and i started feeling like crap and i told the doctor i was like three three weeks henry's fine it's killing me so i went back to two every two weeks and henry was like dang it now because i was like yeah you're going with me because i'm not going to make a separate trip just to take you so well you have to stay there you laughed at that but a selfish dad but you have to stay there for a half hour after you get the shot so you don't like have an allergic reaction it's a little bit of a time commitment yeah Um, so anyway is that how like almost kind of like how they made you stay if you took the mrna vaccines for 30 minutes because you could literally drop dead yeah probably Did you know that did you know that <laughs> no i, I actually know that because i never took one but i mean i know people who did uh oh. our friend brian wolford for one very specific example he told me like yeah they told me they hand you this little you know you know those little packets that'll come in medicine that have like a million words on them and they're tiny uh-huh. <laughs> they hand you one of those that's got all the potential side effects and then they're like he's like no nah, no nah, i'm fine they're like no 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 you can't go anywhere you have yeah. to stay here for 30 minutes. And he's like, I'm fine. Why? And they were like, because we've had people just fall out on us. <laughs> Either just black out or die. Oh, They didn't have people die they- there. Yeah, they did. Oh, they, well, it's funny how we never heard about it. Yeah, they totally did. Have I ever talked about my friend, the firefighter? I mean, I, I know that people have died. And also, like, you look at the professional athletes. Why are all of a sudden all of them going in? Not all, but. We have this uptick by like a thousand percent of the world's best athletes suddenly falling over from cardiac arrest. Bronny James, um, the son of the world's like real life living super specimen human being. What is the statistic? It's um, not all cause mortality, but uh, excess deaths. Yeah. Why did Brian Wolford take the vaccine out of curiosity? Side note. Why did mm-hmm. our buddy do that? Why did our buddy take the vaccine out of curiosity? The one I just mentioned? Yeah. Well, I guess I just violated his HIPAA rights. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. But he hasn't taken any boosters. And I think if you asked him, he would say, I won't do it again. Yeah. Bro. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Dude, well, uh, anyway. man, so much of it had to do with peer pressure. Yeah. Um, where you lived, man. Yeah. You know, in the North Houston area. It was just a, it was like not really something you questioned. Everybody just was like, oh, yeah, we got to go take it. I, I swear, man, like the more crowded your community, the more. I mean, I think it, there's like a psychological impact of like, I'm around a lot of people everywhere I go all the time. So yeah. maybe I should take this thing. But then there's also then the hive mind mentality of like, oh, well, we all have to take this thing to protect each other, right? Like it's a city mouse, country mouse thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know you live in a subdivision, but you're kind of in the DFW by DFW standards. You're certainly in the suburbs, yeah. right? You got a little bit more diversity of thought and opinion on that. I mean, I can tell you that where I live, 25 miles north of the metropolis of San Antonio, even though, dude, I mean, you've been here like it ain't like I live in the country by any right. stretch. of It was 10 years ago. It was definitely the country, but it has a all the amenities of a city very close to a massive city but a country lifestyle vibe i'm pretty sure that's probably among how my McKinney friend was group, 20 years ago hmm? that's that's probably how mckinney, how McKinney was, was right 20 yeah. years ago yeah yeah i mean when, um, when i first I think, moved here 15 years ago dude you could dove hunt all over god's creation all those yep. fields have been developed now right 
My, yeah, and I think the only yeah, difference here, and I was like, "Yes, son, we did." He's like, "That stinks." Can't Are there lots the sprawl, of though? Does McKinney have a lot of neighborhoods hoods with like acre plus half acre, acre plus tracks, or is it a lot of tiny boxes? Not where I live. Yeah. But there, I mean, there are those places in McKinney farther out, but yeah. I think, I think Boulevardy Spring Branch has, that's been the primary focus. So there's not as much as of the, just, you know, massive development track houses. But anyway, my point is, I don't know what the percentage of the overall community would be like in general, but definitely it seems that my peer group and maybe there's some selection bias in this, but uh, I think it's, I feel like most of my friends in this area, I feel like most didn't take any of them. Well, good. Then much like you and I, their semen is worth a lot of money. So if, uh, you know, things in our career paths ever start going south, we can sell that stuff or uh, a mint. Apparently that pure blood. Right. Spluge. It's worth a lot. Yeah. And if anybody <laughs> has a heart attack, we won't be wondering if it was the shots. Right. It be a heart attack. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to You should get allergy deaths. shots, though, by the way. You should look into it. It's helped. I mean, I certainly noticed a, a difference for me because I, I, much like you, like there were stretches of like weeks where I would feel like crap if I, especially in the spring, like out at turkey hunting. Oh, just my head wanted to explode. All allergies. Uh, and it's, it hasn't like cured me, but it's certainly alleviated that uh, the nasty allergy bug. I mean, the only thing that gets me where a little mus you know, a mucinex here and there, and a deer tech or zizol most of the year, and I don't take either of those every day, but most of the year I can sustain just by, you know, if I feel a little funky, I pop a deer tech, I'm good. But the cedar definitely. Uh, you know, it, it gets me, man, this stuff sucks. Like I'll go outside and if I'm outside for 10 minutes, I start to feel like this dry scratchiness in the back of my throat and I can't swallow <laughs> stuff gets on. Like you're like, I have to wash my Maybe face. Like just live somewhere where that doesn't kill you like that. No, much like I say about the heat in Texas, keeping the leftist riffraff at bay is, yeah. you know, they're pansies and can't handle a hundred degree heat in the summer. The hill country has that plus the cedar pollen, which uh, means that, you know, you just got to be hard to live here. That's just all there is to it. Got to be willing to embrace the suck. Yeah, that's true. If no, there wasn't pansies, when it if there wasn't 100 degree air. heat in Texas, we'd have 70 million people in this state. And if there wasn't cedar all over the hill country, there'd be 30 million of them just like within a 20, 30 mile. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Probably coming anyway. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come clear the damn cedar. My my homeboy Aaron wants to run for governor on a on the cedar eradication uh, platform. <laughs> That's funny. But you know the thing about cedar is yes, it's invasive. But what was living there before? I mean, it seems like cedar can make a living in some pretty rough conditions that other trees simply can't. Yeah, I, trees dude, are a good thing, right? Even if it is cedar, uh, it's better. Than I mean, it makes the hills nice and green all the time, no for trees. sure. But you know what? Also, right. are evergreen oaks, live oaks. I don't, I don't think the oaks can scratch out a living where these cedar are. Like we have, dude. The problem here is that dude, this place is covered in live oaks, big, gorgeous, amazing live oaks. Sure, but, they but get think about rocks by those damps where you've hunted at our mutual friend Glenn's ranch. Like they, that place isn't going to be covered up with with hard, you know, oaks. It's 
it's impossible. Uh, the creek bottom. I bet there's some in the creek bottoms. But sure. Yeah, I mean, up here, they're like everywhere. So yeah, it's only like sixty miles as the crow flies. I think maybe seventy or eighty. Still, you ain't seen an oaks cover that property. Yeah, I mean, there's less oaks the further west you get. Sure. Yeah, but there's plenty of cedar. But they those cedars grow up underneath the oaks and they choke them out. They rob all True. Water. I remember yeah. hearing a statistic the other day about how much water a cedar takes, and it's crazy it's be a lot to stay evergreen yeah yeah um well i'm excited we're uh we're gonna be doing some deer hunting at the uh cook ranch here henry's pond yeah. so awesome yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna eat some wild game i've got some uh some skin on duck breast from a hunt this past week i'm we're excited about those. that you've got you just called them away. puddle ducks what kind of ducks are we talking Dad about wall so not divers, right? Divers are. I knew. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't necessarily know what you meant, so I had to Google it. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. <laughs> and I found that yeah, it means like ponds and small lakes, and they don't just suck on mud like you know, big lake and marsh, uh, salt salt marsh birds. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I know what he's saying. Yeah, good ducks is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start today? I think we should start with some good news, and that is that uh, Claudine Gay is nomas at harvard it's a small victory i think it's actually a huge victory but not uh just like i don't really care about claudine gay at all nobody does right um and i care probably less about harvard because at least claudine gay is a human and a fellow child of god um what i care about is the attack on competency that the marxists uh, have been engaged in for half a century, which we're seeing now in everything from basic engineering services to uh, the airline industry. I was talking to a lady. There actually, was a crash recently, and the dude had been fired. And then, due to they rehired uh, him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rehired yeah. him, and then diversity hire. Uh, I was talking to a lady actually just earlier this morning who's been dealing with some insurance stuff and was telling me how like she's had half a dozen calls with this health insurance carrier and they're telling her things that are demonstrably wrong. And the only like only the fact that she knew better than the employees of the carrier what the policies and rules and da 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 are, she was able to save and actually she's like trying to help her daughter out a ton of money for her daughter. Because if they had just listened to the idiots that she was talking to, they would have gotten gouged. Maybe that's incompetence. Maybe that's a scam. Uh, either way, mm-hmm. the point is we've doc- we've talked about this a hundred times. But Marxism is not about lifting anybody up; it's about pulling the, the higher ups down, right? So this lady Claudine Gay had four published articles when they made when they gave her tenure at Stanford University. As of now, she only has 11 published articles, and she was in charge of the most prestigious university in the country in one of the two or three or four or five most in the whole My sister has more published articles than that, I guarantee. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, she's a PhD grad. I bet she probably, and a master's, right? I I have no doubt. Like, it's it's scant. Like, to have 11 published articles is nothing. And the reality is all of them were on the same thing. They were all about you know basically racism she ran know, the stuff. law review at george mason for two years i think after she, she graduated. Did? Yeah. yeah so she has quite a few publishers. She got a law degree too she's got a master's no, she's no masters she has a seminary degree 
a law degree right. and now her PhD. She's Dr. Smith now. All of her Christmas presents from my parents were addressed to Dr. Smith. So she just finished that up. Congratulations, Kendall. So Maybe Whoopi Goldberg will suggest that she become a uh, become the Surgeon um, <laughs> General, yeah, like Doctor Jill Biden. Anyway, <laughs> that is cool. Good for her. Yeah. By the way, but I yeah. have a Juris Doctorate, so technically you could call me Doctor too, but whatever. Uh, I'm not going to give you that much respect. But yeah, Claudine Gay, eleven published articles, President. Of right, Harvard. and she <laughs> plagiarized in over half of them. Something like right. seven of them have documented plagiarism, and it's not just like a sentence, like whole paragraphs lifted without quotations sometimes without even citations and Harvard tried to claim no big deal, tried to stand by her. Barack Obama gets involved and tries to tell the Harvard corporation that runs the school to keep her. But Claudine and Barack have the same haircut, by the way. <laughs> yeah. They also have very similar life stories. Mm. <clears throat> um, in one, my point being, do, do you know Claudine Gay's personal history? This super no, oppressed I, black lady. Oh yeah, so oppressed that she's the president of Harvard. Yeah, yeah, she's also the you know like heir to a concrete fortune in Haiti. Huh. she's basically Haitian royalty. Well, let me uh, let me, so just, like that... Kamala Harris and Barack and uh, and this gal or this lady, excuse me, this lady, they're all immigrants who have taken advantage of the DEI movement mm. and actually gotten all sorts of privilege from it despite claiming that they're oppressed. But the main well, point is my main point is she got taken out. They exposed, first of all, Harvard as a complete fraud in that they won't even man maintain their own academic standards as it pertains to this particular lady in this particular role. He got if you so caught up in DEI that they totally shunned the institute what the what the institution is fundamentally built upon. Yeah, well and, and now the excellence. And now the media is trying to spin it as a right wing attack, right? It's it's well, it's hilarious. I have a clip for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play this. This is This uh, is the focus to me, is how the media is tripling down on it and in my opinion just there are there are stupid they look more and more americans waking up every day and what they're doing right now anybody with a college degree knows that you get kicked out of school for plagiarism period full stop one shot don't get any there's no get out of jail free card mm -hmm. and this lady did it 50 times and they were going to stand by her go ahead yeah, they back themselves into the DEI hole, and then you can't fire her because then, oh, now you're a racist. Uh, but this is Simone Sanders. She hosts the uh, weekend show on MSNBC. She is African-American, has the same haircut as Claudine and Barack. Uh, this was her take over the weekend. This may come as a shocker to some folks out there, but black women do not just get handed anything without qualifications, especially Except for the vice presidency and the Supreme Court position universities in the world. If anything, we have to go above and beyond to prove our worth as or host women, of an MSNBC show, women of color, especially black women. We have to be unicorns to break glass <laughs> just to earn half as much as our white male counterparts. Uh, what happened? Ladies making a million dollars is chilling. It is part of a larger war on diversity, on history, on black people in this country, people of color. 
And if one of the most prestigious universities in the world caved to pressure from the conservative activist mob, who will stand up to them then? If our institutions will not stand firm in the face of lies and targeting and vitriol, then who lies. will? Hmm. Huh. Lies. Lies. I mean, she's mean, only like been lying about your work. Not all right. Plagiarizing. Oh, this is such a such a my favorite part let me point out was when she said black women aren't handed anything in this country on the contrary they have to work harder really kamala harris right really claudine gay really Really? brown jackson oh yeah who who biden even said i'm gonna hire i'm gonna appoint a black woman both of those yeah i mean both kamala and katanji brown jackson if you're a lesbian then you're the trifecta a woman african-american and lesbian uh kjp so, so many points to make here. The first is the Washington Post. No, 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 no. The New York Post, not the Washington Post. The New York Post, right? The same outfit that tried to out the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah. Had this story like last summer, was prepared to publish it, and Harvard threatened to sue them over it and backed them down. They did their own investigation at the time, and they claimed there was no plagiarism, but Claudine Gay was given the opportunity to update these articles with proper quote marks and citations. So this was already brewing. Mm. And then when the S hit the fan at the House hearings, uh, where at least Stefanik made them look like psychotic anti-Semites, <laughs> this guy, James Rufo, and some other people dug in and, and found, in addition to the instances that were already you know, known and documented, there were 40 more, right? So it's undeniable that she did this. Oh, by the way, one of the people that she stole from the most happens to be a conservative uh, black scholar um, from Tennessee named, um, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I really love this lady. What's her name? Dang it, dang it, dang it. Mm. Probably come to me. Um, Well, keep going, but what about the irony of them claiming racism right that so right so and part of the reason why she got in hot water the main reason anyone even knows who claudine gay is is because she refused to condemn racism (laughs) that's that's it's i can't even i don't know if i'm going to be able to articulate the layers of laughable hypocrisy here right but but right she hey what's the difference right right any race anti-semitism racism it's the same damn thing of course yeah Right. They the only reason we know refuse it. to condemn that, which, to your point, imagine if there were people chanting in unison lockstep on Harvard campus against uh, the George, you know, uh, against the BLM riots. You were supposed to riot, not be against the riots. Those right. people would have been kicked out of school. Right. So she's extra. She's ex- exhibiting support for the concept. And, and dude, Harvard's already been taken down by the Supreme Court. For for clearly prejudicing, uh, discriminating against Asians, Asians, yeah, in college admissions, right? They're being called like white adjacent because Asians are super successful, and therefore they have to be brought down a peg, right? So to your point, then from there, think about the fact that what that lady Simone Sanders just said, and all these other talking heads are now saying is. You know, she tried to claim it was lies. She's she's lying. It's not lies. These are facts. She plagiarized. By the way, the the I don't remember what the document is called, but Harvard Harvard's rules on 
uh, on ethics, on academic ethics, say whether you knowingly or unknowingly plagiarize, it's plagiarism, right? So one of the guys who was out, I think, on CNN or, or MSNBC defending this was like, oh, I mean, she she technically didn't plagiarize because she didn't mean to. Nobody's been able to prove that she meant to plagiarize. It was an accident. First of all, BS. Mm -hmm. That's not how plagiarism works. Second of all, if you've done it 50 times, right, you're was it an accident or, or are you doing it on purpose or are you so horribly negligent you're not qualified for this job? Either any of the above all, should be all. disqualifying, right? Right. But what, what the right is saying is diversity, equity, and inclusion standards, using that as hiring protocols, as hiring, you know, like whether or not you know you're a black lady as- Hiring someone that's unqualified, that's built their career on plagiarism. Right. This case proved in this instance that was the case. This lady was hired because of that. She was tenured after four crappy articles because of that at Stanford, right? So it's it's proving the case. And their defense is it's only these right-wing racists that are pointing this out that would have ever brought this to light in the first place. Claudine Gay should be allowed to get away with this because of racism. Right. What's more racist than that? Uh, can't think it's of the same as saying black people can't get an ID to vote when black people are like, we got IDs, man. We're good. Right. And you know what? We don't really like all these illegals voting. So everything's cool. That's the most that was the second most racist. That's the second most racist thing in the last five years. The most racist is the left now claiming that to hold Claudine gay, gay accountable for the number one crime you can commit in academia, which is stealing other people's work without proper attribution. That that should not matter in her case because she's a black lady. It proves the whole point, and it proves how racist they are. Did I 100%. did I say all that clearly? Did I nail that? I think you. Did I lay that out in a roundabout way. Got hit the nail on the head. I don't know how to do it non roundabout because it's so convoluted and confused. It's so much double think. Like to explain the levels of double think is hard. Yeah, hard. <laughs> I'm very animated. Oh man, let's play this one. Um, I didn't even know. I don't. I don't know what Oprah's doing these days, other than buying up uh, property on Maui. But she, uh, she apparently still hosts some interviews, and she was doing She's this probably thing sacrificing a child or two to Mollet from time to time. Yeah. Well, she was uh, doing witch. this one with Raven Simone, who is the girl from the cosby show who's a lesbian um yeah that's so raven that's yeah that well that's so raven okay um oprah didn't like what she had to say i was gonna say i think I'm, i heard about this yeah but yeah. so this actually happened in october and this should have been something that l burned down the internet but for some reason i never even heard about it until like a couple weeks ago and i meant to play it before christmas and never got around to it but uh, I think it ties into today's conversation. I'm not an African-American. I'm an American. Oh, girl, don't, don't set up his Twitter on fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I mean, what? I'm oh, sorry. Lord. Oprah what didn't like that. Say? Stop, stop, stop the stage right now. Okay. I will say this. What? I mean, I don't know where my roots go to. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far back they go. I can't go on, you know... I don't know how far back and I don't know what country in Africa I'm from, but I do know that my roots are in Louisiana. I'm an American. 
and that's a colorless person because we're all people i have lots of things running through my veins i mean you're gonna get a lot of flack for saying you're not african-american you know that right she's gonna get a lot of props too out of girl label myself okay so i want you to say what you really mean by that what i really mean by that is i'm an american double down that's what i really mean <laughs> whoa <laughs> she doubled down oprah's like i'm gonna give Damn. you a chance to crawl out of this hole that you just dug yourself and she's did like you no. see what she just did too though like she told her we're gonna bully the hell out of you yeah for stepping out of line uh-huh she said oh girl don't do that don't say that let me give you a lifeline here what do you really mean she's like i mean what i said dumbass i loved it when she was like my roots go back to louisiana yeah that was badass yeah hmm. so yeah i heard about that the other day um might have even heard the actual clip it's yeah. good stuff I, so, but somehow that got suppressed because that would have been something that I think most conservatives would have heard about, but doesn't fit I, the narrative. No, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I listened to on the way to the dear lease where this buck kicked my butt. Um, I listened to that episode of no agenda that you recommended and they were talking about HR two, which is the secure the border act. And apparently so where it hasn't been passed this was proposed in 2023 republicans are are saying no we're not doing that what is your understanding of where hr2 currently stands and why it hasn't been passed um and then we'll talk about what's actually in hr2 because it ain't about securing the border right my understanding is basically what you know of it from what no agenda said about it because it's not a topic as everybody that listens to this show knows that i follow particularly closely but it's, it's got a whole bunch of stuff about you know electronic surveillance and additional um judges and uh, bureaucrats for processing asylum claims to get more people into the state into the country um i for the record i wasn't actually trying to recommend that episode as much mm -hmm. as i was showing you the funny uh, art that they had for that episode um oh yeah with the little gauge from um you know voter fraud to sex and people's interest being all the way over on the sex side but anyway uh -huh. <clears throat> um that's their breakdown of it and i buy it um what fascinates me is this notion i mean if it was a if it was a house bill prepared last year then it was a republican bill so it has to be getting blocked by the Democrats and maybe a few dozen Republicans that don't like the surveillance stuff. Well, yeah, so that's probably what it basically is, dude. And I forget how many billions, I think it was $55 billion was what the, uh, I'm trying to read some of the, the where this money's going here. But, uh, but essentially, a little bit of it was for hiring more border patrol agents and more processing stations so that they can get more people into the country it has nothing to do with really securing the border uh it's a big facade but where most of the funding is really going is on the surveillance of americans for example one of the things in here one of the sections is uh funding biometric facial recognition machines at every airport what does that have to do with the southern border and we've talked about how like when i came home from africa this summer that was the first time where when i'm coming back into america they just they don't they they just look at your face and it scans it and they're like hey stand here 
okay, cable. Like, but well, you didn't even ask for my passport. I don't need it. I know who you are. This computer told me. So that yeah. uh, more sort of drone surveillance on Americans, um, it really had nothing to do, very little to do with actual border. You mean how like the Inflation Reduction Act spent a trillion dollars? Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like that? Yeah. Oh, and, and funding. Uh, the, a lot of the funding is for the surveillance equipment by uh, for our uh, LEOs and their agencies. So, yeah. yeah. And guess who makes that stuff? I bet the same group of companies that make bombs and missiles. Mm, there it is. Chisholm, you tied it all together. Yeah. So beautifully. And this is why we are uh, stock tip trying for, to for everyone. Anytime a new war breaks out, buy yourself some Northrop Grumman, Boeing, uh, Raytheon, and I don't know, there's two or three more good ones because I, I, all BS aside, you remember the market was still heading down drastically, I think, in early 2021 when Ukraine broke out, right? Mm -hmm. Like the market was down 15% by mid-year. The companies I just named, some of them were up by 50 yeah anyway go ahead and i guarantee you uh folks like the pirate congressman had probably just bought some stocks there why did i hear that son of a bitch did the other day dude um it may have been that vote we've already talked about on the uh oh i know it was taking out that guy george santos oh yeah so old uh yeah pirate crenshaw not only voted for continued surveillance of American citizens without a warrant, um, but also voted to take out, you know, we had the Republicans had, I think, a five seat majority uh, in the House of Repu House of Representatives. And they decided George Santos had to go who don't get me wrong. I'm no George Santos fan, mm -hmm. but uh, a vote's a vote when you've got razor thin margins and it had never happened in the history of Congress, no matter how corrupt all these SOBs are. Uh, and no matter how blatantly they lie, that dude had to be the one to be ran out when you mm -hmm. stole one in New York. Thanks, Dan. Uh, let me read this one. This is just really don't you. It's, dude. It, it's so embarrassing to me to real to look back and realize that I was all in on that guy. I was all in on Nikki Haley. Like, oh my god. Yeah, she's a she's all, a big old rhino. Uh, so Section Eight Twelve, for example. This section requires DHS to establish at least two pilot programs that use different technologies for verifying the identity and employment eligibility, eligibility, eligibility of new employees. So they need to come up with two new technologies to verify the identity of potential new employees. So going back to who's making those, those pilot technologies right the programs same people that make bombs right but what why do they need like why do they need two pilot programs to verify the identity of an employee it's just absolutely because egregious some lobbyist has to send his kid to school and or has you know tapes of you know two-thirds of congress at epstein's rape island all the above yeah Right here, Section 126 cites that uh, there will be a pilot program for funding set aside to obtain 
<laughs> electric vehicles for Border Patrol services. So, yes, uh, got to have the fake climate-friendly uh, vehicles for Homeland Security. Oh, wait. I kind of like Elon Musk these days, but who makes the electric vehicles? So, thinking about that, he's got to be in on it. Some, some, Somehow he's getting his money, right? I mean, still running SpaceX and getting hundreds of billions of dollars from the Department of Defense. So, yeah. Elon Musk, dude, is the most obvious and notorious example of controlled opposition in, the wor- in world history. That guy is getting billions of dollars every year from the government and yet is supposedly an enemy of the very same government at the same exact time. Yeah. Give me a break. But, hey, Twitter is better now that he – I mean, at least people could say stuff on there. Right. But it's he's all part of the – he's all he's a, a P, he's a player in the game is what he is. Twitter is better, and yet now TikTok is the most popular app in the world and nobody even cares, mm. right? Like, whatever. I, uh, so HR2, um, Secure the Border Act, sum it up, is all fat. It's got so much pork in it. It's going to cost Americans. That's the irony is that we're we're paying for this bill so that they can surveil us. Govern govern me harder, daddy, basically is what the bill should be called. Yeah, when all they have to do is let the agents do their jobs. Very little of that in this in this bill. Um let's play a little game of who said that? Chisholm. Because I don't think it would be someone you would you would think cared about the border, right? Who said that? Who said that? There's a crisis at the border, and uh, I don't know how anybody could pretend that there isn't. Let me show you a picture of that. Who do you think that was? I have no idea. I do not recognize that voice. All right. So it's the and he's wearing a beanie, so really on brand for him while he's in Congress. But here he is. Oh. Yeah, Fetterman. Fetterman. <laughs> right. Fetterman's all like awake all of a sudden. What? I don't know how he woke up because he was stroked out for Dude, the Dude, the only thing I can figure is that Pennsylvania has itself woken up um, drastically so. Dude, I mean, most people. He's wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers beanie in Congress, by the way, in the video clip. Which right. Is perfectly on brand for Dude, him. Dude, this isn't slot. the first thing either. He, it, it, It's a bunch of stuff all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, he's actually said, I'm not a progressive, even though he totally ran as a progressive three years right. ago or whatever it was. So, yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand. All I, it. all I can figure is the mood. I mean, I don't know how many people, you know, from Pennsylvania, but I can guarantee you, I don't know any that are woke. Pennsylvania is a by and large blue collar rural place. Pennsylvania you know, actually rivals Texas as far as deer hunting culture yeah, and right. heritage goes. Hundred percent. They like to fish. They like to hunt. They farm. uh, They work hard, dirty jobs. You got Pittsburgh and pencil and 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 Philadelphia, and that's about it. Yeah. Um. So, um, I guess, yeah, I I certainly have gone from thinking he was. I still think he's a joke, but right. You know, I like the noises that he's making now. It's a weird shift. Yeah. I still don't. I mean, he's abolished and like the rest of them. I don't trust any of them. So 
So he's, I have a couple other things. He's making but... better noises than Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham. That's for sure. I don't know. When was the last time Mitch McCann- McConnell made a noise? I, I haven't been hiding him. Since like, that they're... last time he froze, I haven't heard peep out of that guy. Yeah, they're hiding him like they hide Kamala. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Except it, for in his case, it's because he'll freeze and not be able to talk. And in her case, they want her to shut up. Uh, Mitch used to be a great speaker. I mean, a lie. No, I know, but lies, he's had but, those he yeah. he's had those glitchy reboot things where he just like sees bad ones. They're yeah. like Mitch, and he's and he's like, I don't is he seizing up like right there on the podium? Yeah, what's going on? Stroking out. He's stro- he has he was having a stroke is what he was doing. Right. What do you have? I have a couple other things, but what's on uh, what's on your run sheet? Well, I'm the one that always the run sheet. But what do you want to talk about? I'm not gonna lie, dude. Uh, I don't have one. I don't. Uh, I don't. Really Shocker. Hey, Shocker. don't even start with me. I have brought as many items to the table as you have multiple shows now. <laughs> well, um, I would hope so. After 157 episodes, that you started pulling your weight as far as far as uh, content. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> um, hey, shout out to uh, my soccer playing buddy Ben Monk. He recently started listening to our show, and he told me last night after our game he's really enjoying it. Cool. So, uh, Thanks, yeah. Ben. Yeah. Um, dude, I mean, what's been in the news? Uh, well, okay. Well, let's talk about Jan sixth. I mean, that would is obvious. I have a I have a great Biden clip for you right here. Uh, so you know, Biden had to obviously make a big deal about how our democracy was attacked on January 6th, yada, yada, yada. And this was some of his uh, comments. The video in the background is part of, I mean, I'll try to show it to you, but it's the walkabouters. You know, he's saying all this stuff, and in the background there's video of people just milling around the Capitol. One Capitol police officer called it a medieval battle. He said he was more (laughs) afraid in the Capitol of the United States of America in the chambers maybe they shouldn't have let him in and when he was fighting as a soldier in the war in iraq he was more afraid and since that day more than 1200 people have been charged for their soul in the capital nearly 900 of them russell have been convicted or pled guilty collectively to date they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison do you believe uh that that uh, war hero actually said that uh, no, no. I mean, Biden said it, so it's almost undoubtedly a, a flat, bold-faced lie. I, this is the thing that I always am going back to now. When people say, oh, this was an attack on democracy like we've never seen, blah, blah. Why did all the people that own the guns not bring the guns to the violent insurrection? That's it. And then I'm done. Mic drop. They didn't bring the guns. It wasn't violent. The end. Because you know they damn well owned them, except for the plants that were there from uh, the CIA posing as yeah, i think a lot of them were fbi Either fbi way. what like the cia wasn't in on it too i'm sure mm-hmm. um yeah we know it's it's basically a big crock there were some fools that got out of control but the most most of them were instigated by the government itself everybody knows that donald trump asked nancy pelosi for additional security and she refused and meanwhile her daughter was filming a documentary that day as it was going down it was a scam scheme from the beginning to achieve exactly what they've achieved out of it. I knew it the day that it happened. And as I've said forever, 
was Trump in on it? That's my only question. Still to this day, it's my only question. Um, I guess I wanted to touch on what I sent you, which was the point of my text about no agenda, was how they pointed out that basically on the same day the Epstein stuff dropped, Trump mm. released a report pulling out a bunch of the stuff we'd already talked about that the United that the state of Texas put in their lawsuit in December of 2020 about the there's an interesting thing going on right now. So Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, was on, I think, Meet the Press this Sunday with that D-bag Chuck Todd. And he was making, maybe it was a lady, but he was making the argument that that the last election was unconstitutional. And so like Elise Stefanik, the same lady we've already talked about from the uh, Claudine Gay, Ivy League, um, wanting to kill all the Israelis debacle. Um, re Republican representative from New York. She is being lambasted by the left right now, left media for having said she would not, quote, certify the election results. Um, she didn't say that. She said she would certify them, assuming the election aligned with the Constitution. Right. Finally... After three years of this nonsense, you have a proper narrative forming, which was the basis of the state of Texas lawsuit, which was that five states, I think, changed their laws in violation of their own state statutes, which is therefore a violation of the Constitution because the Constitution delegates the voting processes and the methods by which electors are selected to the legislatures of the states, there were specific, I know we detailed this, I can't remember if it was Michigan or Wisconsin, but one of the two, has a law on the books that says only the, I think their election, um, it's like their election council, election committee, can change like voting places, be at their secretary of state, I think this was Wisconsin, uh, put like 500 drop boxes out of her own right. volition without any approval by the Wisconsin election commission. She violated the law and those votes were counted. Uh, Pennsylvania right? did the same thing. It looks like Georgia just absolutely. Dude, I heard on Tim pool earlier, all 50 States, all 50 Trump won the day of vote. And in all 50 States, Biden won the mail-ins. So anyway, Trump dropped a report again, just rehashing. It's no it's different so than the weird. Epstein how thing. Did the, I mean, how did the people that voted for Trump have time to go vote? Because it's, they probably had jobs. I mean, they made it a priority, I guess. But all <laughs> just like the Epstein thing where nothing new has been released in the last week, yet the media is making a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. Nothing was new was in this report from Trump, but no agenda's take was. Why are we hearing about the Epstein stuff? Because Trump dropped this new bombshell, bombshell, quote unquote, rehashing very specific allegations of very specific effery in all of those states, like down to specific vote counts and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a time stamp and they whoever put that piece together. Does it in chronological order? Trump leading in this state at this time. Boom, dump of 4,000, 400,000 votes. That went like 96% towards Biden, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, right, it's, so, it's across the board. So maybe part state. of the reason guys like Fetterman 
are changing their tune is because I know that uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, man, one of those, I, some, one of the things I was listening to claimed that one of those States has acknowledged that their election violated their own statutes and their own state constitution. So if you remember the Supreme court dismissed the text of the state of Texas's case claiming the state of Texas does not have standing to challenge the way that Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, well, I think North Carolina was in there, Arizona, conduct their elections. Uh, and I can't say that that was wrong, legally speaking. Um, I think it was part of the plot. And I think there's a reason that the great Clarence Thomas and the great Samuel Alito had the balls to say, yeah, we're not with these guys. We should hear this case because there's a lot of effery here. But... I'm pretty sure the state of Wisconsin's Supreme Court actually did hold that their election process was actually invalid. But at that point, the electors had convened after, remember, January 6th was an insurrection. They still got back together in the Capitol that night and held the vote. Then no. the election was certified. Wasn't the Capitol? And so Mike Johnson's take ravaged. Wasn't it vandalized beyond all repair? Yeah. I mean, there were. <laughs> There was an insurrection. There was a whole like militia that it, I don't know how they pulled it off, man. It I don't either. Very brave souls that went mm -hmm. back in there and did that. But so Mike Johnson's approach and at least Stefanik's approach is he said during this interview on Meet the Press or whatever, it's all water under the bridge now. The election was certified. Biden is the president. However, we won't certify the next election if it's not conducted. 100% in accordance with the United States Constitution. And that's what Elise Stefanik is saying. So they're out ahead of it, I feel like, appropriately. Like this is a response to Colorado and Maine, right? Um or or is this more like historically? Yeah, I think that's I think that's part of it. I don't think that's the whole story. I think that sure. they are trying to lay down the law and say you, you're going to do it the right way this time. I mean, it's one of the things that makes me think Trump was in it all along, right? He had maybe it's just the way the media spins it. I don't, I haven't seen much of Trump explaining how they rigged the election from an information standpoint and from a voting process standpoint. That what they cherry pick all the time is him claiming, quote, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. I think there was plenty of that too, but you don't even have to get to voter fraud. If the ballot, if the boxes that people were dropping ballots in were not there legally, then they weren't legally cast votes, mm -hmm. right? Even if they were legitimate ballots from actual human beings in those districts. Dude, did I mention this before? That apparently in the 2008 election, there were districts across this country that ended up going for Obama in landslides where there were more people that voted than people registered to vote in those counties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this I mean, isn't that's even well, first, that's well documented. Yeah. This isn't even the first rodeo. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what it seems to be setting up is the inevitable, like the constitution, I would argue doesn't exist anymore. Um, the rule of law doesn't exist anymore. The sheer force of will of the leftists, left-leaning unipartitarians seems to be all that matters anymore. But the Mike Johnsons and Elise Stefanics of the world are sitting here saying we're going to 
do what we actually are legally obligated to do when we put our hand on a Bible and took the oath of office, which was to uphold the Constitution, we're only going to certify the election if it's clear and unequivocal that it was a legit election that followed the laws of each state and therefore the Constitution. And if not, then we won't. So if well, where does that leave us then? If that actually um, possible, dude. Only one of two things can be true: either a legit and righteous stand is being taken against this effery that will put that will put to the test whether this how did how did um, Lincoln say it? Um, Probably very eloquently. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We will see if this nation can long endure on those principles if push comes to shove. You know, listen, dude, at this right now, I can say definitively that if Joe Biden wins on November 4th or whatever, it's rigged. Now, I don't even think they're going to let him run. There was a major executive from one of the nation's big, I think JP Morgan. Did you see that? No. Just yesterday, there was some news that like one of the top executives at JP Morgan is quote predicting that Biden will step down in March due to health issues and the Democrats will switch gears. There's no doubt that they're working on plan B. The only question is, can they convince a senile old bat? to step down voluntarily or are they going to have to figure out how to incapacitate him which shouldn't be so too hard just take him off his meds but right. anyway let's pretend like they somehow don't and they do actually run that old bat out again they can't. this fall if he wins we will truly i think be facing a fork in the road where we either fall apart or I don't I, I don't know what the other option looks like. You don't want to say it, but it's it looks like the edge of the wilderness, right? But it's yeah, not a good one. Seems bad. That or they're all in on it together, and their intention is actually to destroy the Constitution and replace our representative democracy. I don't believe Donald Trump thinks that it, for one second. Personally, I don't think. Doesn't that. think I what. Think I, I do not think Donald Trump is trying to destroy the Constitution. Love him or hate him, and I'm kind of indifferent, but he's our guy. I don't think I think he values the Constitution. I do. I, I've always said I'm fifty fifty on it, mm-hmm. and my heart certainly wants to believe that that dude is the real McCoy. Um, but a multi billionaire who's been palling around with all these uniparty psychopaths basically his entire life. I. He's a TV star. Yeah, he hey. likes the limelight. Yeah. But does I, it mean you can't love your country? Yeah. I, dude, what did I hear today that made me... Re- like, about how it's... It, it, oh, oh! <clears throat> you want more proof that this is all just a made-for-TV made movie? I mean, as if these... Dude, these characters like um, Jack Smith... Jack Smith is a straight out of central casting villain, right? Look at him. He looks like a villain, right? Fanny Willis, villain. Um, the judges in most of these cases, the one in New York in particular, looks like a freaking superhero, supervillain, right? 
and and Trump is this like anti-hero style, you know, all the modern action films that the hero is not your typical old west like law and justice and and truth and honesty upright. They're always this like shady figure who's well, frankly more real, right? But Trump's like this perfect anti-hero, right? What could you throw out there on January 9th to add even more made for team eat TV drama than for one of the defendants in the Georgia Rico cases to be seeking to dismiss the prosecutor because they're alleging that the assigned prosecutor and district attorney Fannie Willis are having an affair. Did you hear about that? Yeah. No. There is a motion before that court right now because there's like, what, there were like 26 people wrapped up in, in the Georgia thing claiming a RICO, which is basically like organized crime. That's what they used to take down the mob, right? That the attempts to input the quote unquote fake electors or whatever, it, I mean, alternate electors is what it was properly called and what's been actually done before by the Democrats. They're claiming it was like a conspiracy to defraud the election or whatever. There's been half a dozen that have pled guilty to way lesser misdemeanor charges. That's worth noting, right? One of the defendants who's still hanging tough, yeah, they filed a motion saying that the male prosecutor assigned by Fannie Willis, who I think much like um, the lady who's the uh, attorney general, Letitia James, the attorney general in New York, she literally ran for attorney general on the premise that she would criminally go after the Trump organization. And she I think did. Fannie Willis did the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. He's alleging that Fannie and her hand-selected prosecutor in this case have been ha having an affair. They have an inappropriate relationship, and it was basically this inappropriate relationship that led to his appointment and that they need to both be barred from any further work on these cases. Um, I can't imagine they would come forward with that if there wasn't some sort of proof or evidence. Right. But like, is that not a beautiful side plot to the soap opera? Mm -hmm. That is the Trump saga. Like, it's so amazing. What, so it's not just like Fox and and you know, like Newsmax that's reporting it. It's on all of them today. I'm getting the vibe that the that African American politicians are very worried about the black vote in this election going back to and we know that trump is got more in 2020 than he did in 2016 yeah, which, well, if African i'm not mistaken American both of which were more than any republican since before jfk yeah so they're real concerned about that and and that just goes back to what you said earlier if trump doesn't win then it's we know that it's completely rigged because he's going to get a lot of african-american vote and here's a video from, uh, I don't know who this is, just some African-American lady on TikTok, but it, it uh, is exactly what we're talking about. I'm voting for Joe Biden because of all of the great things he did for black America in just three years. He funded an executive order to research why black women have a higher mortality rate during childbirth. He funded opportunity zones in minority neighborhoods so that more black and brown people can create small businesses. He passed prison reform that reversed unjust sentences and over 5,000 black men were released from prison. He historically funded the HBCUs more than any other president before him. He invited hundreds of black people to the White 
White House and had them pray over him. And that's why I'm voting for Joe Biden 2024. Oh, wait, that was President Trump. Joe Biden just funds wars. <laughs> Who was that? Lady. Uh, her name is Khalif Fontania uh, on Instagram. But just just an African-American lady saying, uh, making a joke of it. I'm voting for Biden because he did all these right. great things for African-Americans. And, oh, wait, no, he didn't right. have that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, everything they say about him is a lie. Yeah. All of it. Um, We should probably bring this back to, well, let's just play Stella's liner here. Bringing it back to trans. Ben likes that, by the way. He told me. Uh, so thank you, Stella, for that. <laughs> and Ben asked me, how did you get your daughter to do that? And I said, I just wrote this thing down and said, read this. It, he's like, does she even know what it means? And I'm like, no, of course she doesn't. She nailed it. So yeah. uh, here we go. Let me find this clip. And this is from a dude named Jeffrey Starr. Not familiar with his work. Apparently he's a big player in the trans community. Uh, let me just throw out a a language disclaimer here because he uses this. Is the one who talks about wanting to stab people in the neck and twist the knife? No, no, okay. it's not a violent thing. It's what I've been saying the whole time about how <clears throat> the the gay community has been hijacked, and this is what. And he's trans, but here's what he has to say: all the other bullshit. I think what other bullshit? The they and them, yeah, and all that extra shit that we added during the pandemic. Because everyone yeah. is so bored on their f-ing houses, they just started to make up more shit and more, more shit. stuff, more stuff. Yeah. That's why the conservatives like me because I'm just real. Yeah, you There's do no, have a conservative you're not vibe to you. Them, you're trans, you're male, or you're female. And you're standing and on that. Get so mad when I say that. How are you a they? What the fuck does that mean? It's stupid is what it is. Yeah. But you need someone like me that looks like me to say it. Because if you say it, it turns into you're homophobic, you hate trans people, you hate gays. And it's just how you feel. You don't hate anyone. You just think it's stupid. The hero we didn't know that we needed. <laughs> <laughs> we got away from the meme of the week, but I sent you this morning a t-shirt that I saw advertised on Babylon B. It's time for the meme of the week. Brought to you by Pfizer. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and all other genders you make up are from Uranus. Correct. Yes. Uh, love that. Here's what, um, this, uh, here's what Jeffree Star looks like, by the way. What a catch. But awesome. Jeffree's right. He's right. Yeah, dude, it's not grammatically correct to refer to refer to an individual as they, and it proves it's a mental disorder because they're basically telling us that they have multiple personalities, or zay, or zir, or ear, or whatever the hell it is that they. Yeah, I mean, all those are just fantasy the nonsense. But at least on, with they, you can point out very definitively. Like, if you're telling me to use a plural pronoun to refer to you, then that means that you have more than one person inside your head, and you're mm-hmm. a crazy person. 100 percent all there is to it and to this mrs star miss star mr star whatever well it's a this person i mean i still don't agree with he calls himself i mean he's he's dressed as a woman so he's he identifies as a woman but it's a man kept his male name and maybe they're just a drag performer whatever this person points out that they that's the proper use of a plural pronoun to define a singular person that person he can say this where we can't because we'll be called transphobes homophobes mm-hmm. i don't care yeah i don't care anymore anybody who wants to call me 
racist, trans, homophobe, any of that stuff, first of all, doesn't know me. Right. Inevitably doesn't know me. They have an agenda. And and you don't. You don't have an agenda. You're just going to tell the truth. And that's all it that's is. That's right. Yeah. I love people, all of them, even these trans people. Of course. But it's a mental Ill illness, and that's all there is to it. And I'll continue to call it that. And I'm not going to play the dumb game anymore. And no. you can call me a bigot. It doesn't make it true any more than it makes it true for you to call yourself the opposite gender of your actual biological sex. Yeah. See how that works? Just because you <laughs> say it doesn't make it true. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it does. As what was the what we started with? Just the uh, the plagiarism the thing. Just report. because you say it's not Bone plagiarism doesn't make that it true. All lies. It's all lies about right. Claudine Gay. Um, I wanted to read this. Because have you heard about the uh, the dude who's just going around and he's an inmate in California and he's just going around and just clubbing pedophiles to death? Have you heard about this guy? Oh, dude, hero! So Thanks. his name he's changed his name to Caesar Augustus, and he's killed five pedophiles. He was so he was in jail for strangling his sister's rapist. So that's why he was in jail. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and then. He has killed five child molesters while in prison using a cane he uses to walk with. And he told the judge he's proud of his actions and he will keep killing child molesters until he's too old to do it. <laughs> he said, man, Caesar Augustus, the, the hero we deserve. Not Wow. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to have to look into that he's cat. Face uh, tattoos. Pull him up right now. This is what I'm talking about. This is yeah. this is what I'm talking about. The anti-hero, right? This is this the Donald Trump of the California penal system, I guess. Yeah. This guy who's just there to burn it all down. And, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But I, hey, as I we mean, know, pedophiles are not people. So whatever. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Do you have anything else for today? Or should we end with uh, Hail Caesar? <laughs> I'm going to go there. <laughs> Um, you can do one more quick scan. Oh, Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys versus the Packers this weekend. We don't have, yeah, I was kind of hoping to hear a little bit about how that buck uh, uh pickled you over the weekend, too. Although, I need to save about I need to, I, I need to return some phone calls. Um, yeah, man, Cowboys are they got up shot at two home games, they actually managed to not choke. I only watched the first quarter, we had life group, but also. Well, dude, Anytime. that's one that's one more quarter than you usually watch. I've done that a bunch of times this year, and I'm finding just like the magical 2017 Astros World Series run, when every time I turned it off, they started winning. It seems like every time I turn the Cowboys off, when I check the scores, I'm like, oh, look at that. They won. So I guess that means well, I'm that, not allowed to watch. I think, I think that's it's just math because they won 12 times. And they lost five times. So you could just say, oh, yeah, well, they won more than. I'm just telling you that I'll watch the first quarter and they'll look ridiculous and they'll be getting terrible penalties deep in the red zone or tip ball interceptions or on and on and on and then i'll turn it off and the next thing is 35 to 10 i'm just saying it's but like our track record with the packers in the playoffs i mean we've been aaron Rodgers' bitch but he's no longer there so yeah and we got mike mccarthy on our side now. i think i think this is the time where we flip the script on the packers I'm so I'll say this. I am paying and have been most of the season a lot of attention while not watching three hours of football every Sunday. Mm. I'm very up to speed with what's going down. 
If I'm in town, I'm going to church and then I'm watching like six hours of football every Sunday. I'm stoked because I've been a Dak Prescott fan actually since Mississippi State. You remember his year where they I think they went like 11 and one and almost made it into the, the was that still the BCS at the time or was the Yeah, I think it was BCS. Right. It was like the last second, one of the last two or three years of the BCS. Anyway, I've always liked that dude. Liked him when we drafted him. Loved him when he took off, you know, and went whatever, 13 and three as a, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Thought he was a good man, a real leader, stud football player. The level of quarterback play that he is putting out right now is as good as the Dallas Cowboys have ever seen. Eh, against like, good teams, he's he's still struggled. Like Buffalo, terrible. San Francisco, terrible. Eh, so I, when he beats San Francisco in San Francisco, then I'm going to say, yes, Dak. I, I you know that that's when he earns that respect from me. Until then, you're Tony Romo. And I love Tony Romo, but you got to actually put the skins on the wall. And he has a good enough team now to do it. I want to talk about C.D. Lamb, though. Did you see the, his final stats on the year? That dude. 135 catches, most in the NFL. He had so he had he spotted Tyreek Hill like a 500-yard head start on overall receiving yards. And now Tyreek did miss one game down the stretch. But uh, he, en- he ended up with over 1,700 yards, only 50 behind Tyreek. Cowboys record. Fifth most yeah. catches all time in an NFL Yeah, and he season. actually beat all the Cowboys records in 16 games. He didn't need the 17th game right. to do it. Yeah, dude, I, Ever dude. since I watched him at Oklahoma playing against Baylor, I remember thinking, dude, that guy is a different animal. How like, there was something the about him... how he moves. Yeah. Like when he gets the ball in his hand, something about how he moves is just – It's doesn't so open. That's it doesn't thing, look like, like f- physics apply to him somehow. Like he's so smooth and yet – like when you watch Tyreek Hill play, all I see is like explosion. You know what I mean? Like that dude is so fast and he's so compact and so muscular. It just he just looks like he's just on fire all the time. CD looks like Gale Sayers, but with that type of explosion as well. Like you remember how Gale, old videos of Gale Sayers? He just barely looked like he was just running, but yet he was like running quiet, away yeah. from everybody. Yeah, CD. Every time he gets his hands on the ball, he makes somebody miss. He breaks a tackle. He's driving a dude down the field, even though he only weighs a buck eighty. He's a freaking. How do they let the NFL dude. let that dude slide to like? I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Randy Moss, man. Crazy. I wonder. I think that CD might. I mean, this was sort of a knock on him coming out too, was that he had a little bit of drama. Um, I think it was his size. Like that's why I think like, that was part he, of it. He was. But there was like something sex. that wasn't really talked about that maybe wasn't too concrete enough. Mm. Remember a couple of years ago when every time he'd catch a first down, he would do this thing, wipe his nose? Mm. So it's that's apparently immature. an ode to a rapper named Young Slime, who's part of some clique out of Georgia that are into what's called drill rap. And these are actual gangbangers who actually kill people and then rap about it. Huh. Yeah. Young Slime is like not just a wannabe thug, like he's a real hardcore thug. And that whole nose wiping thing was him giving props to that crew. Wow. So he doesn't do that anymore, you may have noticed. So unlike John Morant, he's learned, he's figured it out. Yeah, well, I think I'll give, I'm going to give Jerry massive credit for one thing, dude. Jerry has always been willing to take a risk on guys with these sort of questionable things in their past. And especially in the last 10 or 15 years, more often than not, he gets them 
on the right foot and turns their lives around, right? Like Randy Gregory, right? Multiple mm -hmm. marijuana possessions, you know, later on became like comeback player of the year. And now he's on the best team in the, in the game, right? Um, I mean, the list is pretty long of, of guys that, oh, uh, Tank Lawrence. Um, yeah. Sketchy that, coming out of well, Boise State. Demarcus Lawrence. Right. Yeah. He had his problems, and now he's up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, right? Hopefully, CD looks around and he's like, oh, I have an opportunity to be one of the best offensive players on the planet at this game that I love, and yeah. I get to play for the biggest, most prominent franchise in like all of the sports, you know, all sports, certainly in the United States, one of the top five franchises in all world sports. How about I not be a dumbass who's more interested, interested in maintaining a gangster persona and instead just put my nose to the grindstone and kick some ass. That's what I heard them talking about on the radio yesterday was his work ethic is unmatched. And he's, his stats have gone up every season that he's been in the NFL. Yeah. Dude, his stats have gone up throughout this season. Right. You know? they, they were talking about him, and it was uh, on the ticket, and they said his rookie year, he's, he's standing on the sideline at training camp with Amari Cooper, and he's, Amari is showing him footwork, and right. he is taking soaking it all in right and not not just be like okay thanks bro you know i got this he's like trying to learn trying right. to get better and that he's taken that work ethic with him every step of his career now he's about to get paid <laughs> well and it seems like you know if you michael urban was sort of the same way right michael urban was nobody questioned his work ethic on the field he was an absolute maniac dog and if you were slouching michael was up your ass at the same time he was having the cocaine hooker parties, right? right. Now he's like a born again Christian who's got his life right, and he's still fit as a fiddle, and you know has the big ESPN contract. Like, I mean, that's the that's what Jesus can do for you, right? I'd love to hear CD Lamb give all the credit to Jesus Christ, like CJ Stroud does every single time a mic is in his face. Love that kid, by the way. As much as I can't stand the Texans' whole existence, like yeah, he's good. they've got a stud quarterback. In every sense of the word. But anyway, it's a redemption story. I don't know if he was really. I just remember there were some rumors about that sort of stuff. And I heard that thing about the whole big slime thing and stuff, right? Yeah. But I think to your point, there was never any question about his athletic ability or his work ethic. And now he seems to be trying to say and do the right things all the time. And I think Brandon Cooks is the next evolution of that. You know, you bring in this guy with a decade in the league or whatever Brandon Cooks is at who has similar explosive, I mean, Brandon Cooks is fast, right? Mm -hmm. And he's a pro's pro. He's played in like three or four different places in the league for some of the best coaches in football, multiple-time pro bowler. He's having a fantastic year. He's got, what, eight or nine touchdowns, second only to CD on the team. I'm sure, and they were saying that as soon as he showed up, that CD was going right to him and wanting to pick his brain and understand his game. You know, like, mm -hmm. the dude's the, total package man like it doesn't make sense for him to be so hard to tackle and yet so i mean he's not scrawny by any stretch yeah. he's a muscular guy but he's wiry right he's not built like amari he's not built no. like mike well i'm sure our non-cowboy uh listening audience is tuned out already at this point but uh i think tough I'm, I'm trying to not get hopeful because the cowboys ever since i was in fifth grade 95 have let me down in the playoffs so, but but man, I, Dak, like you said, is on fire, and him and CD, 
they're pretty much unstoppable right now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, I expect yeah, he, us to get to San Francisco, and then once that happens, then we'll see. But he's got I, that uh, super alpha, but he's also got nine other guys who catch the ball every week. Hmm. Right? Look at his stats every week, and there's nine, ten, eleven guys who catch a football from Dak. Yeah, I agree. He has to win a championship to be put in the Aikman Stallback conversation. Without question. Just get to an NFC championship, dude. We haven't done that. But you can't deny the fact that his precision, dude, his manipulation at the line of scrimmage, his decision making, all of it. He's thrown 37 touchdowns against like eight or nine Nine. interceptions. Nine interceptions. He led the league in touchdown passes. Yeah. Yeah. He is on a level we've never seen from him. You know who was second? Um, Jordan Love. Right. Yeah. Who we play. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 157 of Justified Pursuit. For Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Lots to talk about from Deer Camp, I'm sure. We'll have some good stories. Let's kill a big one. Go Cowboys!